You don't break the table, but you you slam him. I mean, hard. So hard. It splinters the table. No, because the table is actually made of metal underneath the cloth. And that's where you notice this odd sort of humming sensation starts to build. You can't move from the table. It's magnetized, and you're stuck. Cutting back to Kate. Roll me a constitution saving throw. 18. Okay, the the ale tastes a little funny to you. Something's just not quite right. It, it's a strong brew, it's very heady, it's got a robust flavor, but there's something else just sort of in the back of your throat that just doesn't seem right about this particular mug. And the door inside car. And he's just sort of looking over the top of his mug at you pretty intently. Is it pretty clear that something's going on here? I don't know that you would know that exactly, but you would be on guard. I know a man like you hears a lot of things. I've done a job. Always on the lookout for another job. Take any job, legal or otherwise. You know that. Of course, Cade. I know that. That's why you were part of this job. I have a rule. I never trust a trustworthy man. Can't really guess what they're going to do. Yeah, got to keep sailing. Yes, I feel the same. I quite enjoy my time out here on the Draymouth, away from the long arm of the Elven Empire. Keeps getting further every year, doesn't it? Yes, it does seem as though their reach extends every day further and further into what we consider the Dwarven Domain, since they took ours from us. I fear that there will come a day where there'll be no place left for honest dwarves like myself and good men like you. So about that job. Why, Cade, what on earth has you in such a hurry to get away from my hospitality? You've barely even touched your ale. That's some of my finest. And he'll kind of swirl his mug around a little bit Uh, then he'll take a lighter sip on it and then he just sort of looks over at you expectantly this is good stuff of course as i said it is my finest when a captain comes aboard my ship and comes into my cabin i treat them as if this is their ship and they are the captain only the finest hey when you were on my ship i gave you the best i had i remember it wasn't very good yeah, well, you know, still working out that brew process. You guys have had a lot longer brewing than halflings have. <laughs> that is true. And of course, even among the dwarves, some of us have a more refined taste than others. Now, Kate, are you feeling well? You You appear to be looking a little under the weather. Your color doesn't seem quite right. Perhaps you should drink some more and, and and relax. I've never felt better. That is good to hear. I would hate for you to become ill while you were in my charge. Then he holds up his mug as if to, like, you know, toast and clink it together. Then let us drink as friends. 
you know, I prefer to really soak in the flavor and enjoy what I'm tasting. Very well, then. And he takes uh, a last big draw off of his mug, and you can tell that it's pretty much empty. I'm sure you know my feelings towards the Empire. Those knife-eared bastards, as some of the lower folk will say, and all of the things they have done to us non-elves is simply deplorable. And yet, they pay very, very well when there is something you have that they want. Kate will look at Longbeard and say, you know, no reason we got to complicate things. We did a job for you. Where are you taking this? Straight to the bank, as they say. And then he quickly stands up, bringing his now empty mug high above his head, and he's going to try to bring it down across your face. Why do I feel like I've been here before? <laughs> he's going to hit, too. Dun, 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 unless your armor class is like 24. Not today. Okay. So you're going to take 10 points of damage as your nose is once again broken as a empty mug comes crashing down right between your forehead and the bridge of your nose. If it's any consolation, I am sorry about this. Me too. Quick draw rapier stab. So we are in initiative. He basically had a surprise round. You can go ahead and go. We'll just go back and forth from there. Uh, initiative. Oh, so I, I go? Yeah, you just go. Okay. 16. 16. We'll hit. Roll damage. Shit. Ah, uh, that'll be nine points. Okay. So your rapier just slides into the massive gut just deep in there. Probably comes out the back. He lets out a uh, sound. Blood starts to sort of at first dribble out the front. Uh, I'm sure when you withdraw the, the blade, it'll get a little bit more gushy there. He calls out in Dwarven. And the door to his cabin opens up and several other dwarves rush in. I'm going to use one of my complication points. So basically, you get a story point. Okay. And I'm going to say that they basically come in and just start clubbing you until you go unconscious. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, both uh, Everin and Lander are going to get one as well. As you notice that Cranthon has basically sat down next to a giant magnet that they have turned on. And he is unable to pull away. They the dwarves just start turning on you and start clubbing you and knocking you unconscious. We reopen the scene down in the brig. The three of you, um, Everin, Cade, and Lander, are in one cell. Uh, your possessions have been taken from you. I mean, you're not naked, but you know your weapons and stuff have been taken away. Across the hall is another uh, cell where Cranthon is there, still attached to the magnet. They've actually just brought the entire thing down there, and there is an arm that has been removed from the body <laughs> that is still in your hand. That's quite the dwarven sacrifice. Yeah. So you guys kind of start to like wake up, you from being bludgeoned, you from being bludgeoned, bludgeoned and poisoned, or you know, you were given a knockout drug. Uh, you just resisted it a little longer than he had expected. Mechanically speaking, has this been a long rest? Sure. Okay, so I got my spells back. Yes. You'd be unconscious, so I would imagine so. Are we bound, or are we just in a cell? You're just in a cell. So Lander is in the corner of the cell, just curled up and just cringing like, that's the last time I'm ever going to drink. And you probably only have one tankard of ale. Yes. Uh, Kate will sit up and look around and see you two. You guys okay? Yeah, I'm fine. That's a fine friend you have there. 
Friend is a strong word. So it seems. It might be the last time we do a job for this guy for a very long time. You know, this isn't the first time he screwed me over. Are you talking about Longbeard? Yeah. You could have told us that beforehand. I thought he was good. Well, he stabbed me last time, and I... I... That's not enough for you not to work for the guy again? I got better. My money you was too You sound good. like a dwarf. I thought he was one of the good guys. I like Longbeard. That corner. That corner. I'm already in a corner. Don't worry. <laughs> Kay, do you have any idea what comes next? I don't know. Uh, he was trying to buy our friend off of us. So if I had to guess, he's going to get returned to the Empire and we're all going to get executed. I don't like his handy work. Is that an arm you're holding? <laughs> it's a or big a arm. Or a hand. Yes. We were arm wrestling. <laughs> and I don't think he could let go, obviously. I'm pretty sure that uh, your buddy here compensated his quite handily. Well, nobody can beat Cranton. I warned him. Not when you deal with deadly arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's an armed race. Well, we're probably going to get sold to the Empire, which means we have some time before we get killed, and we have some time yet. Actually, Captain, a voice calls from just beyond the cell. The elves are already here. And then the figure, which is uh, Ara, the singe that uh, Everin had helped all those years ago, comes into view. He looks somewhat sullen. He looks at each of you briefly. Settles his gaze on Everin for a moment longer, and then goes back to the captain. Longbeard has contacted the Empire, and there's an airship on its way. It'll be here any second. If you have any hope of getting out of here alive, you need to trust me, and we need to go now. He will then turn, and there's like a switch on the wall opposite you that he pulls down, and then you can hear a sharp hum that then fades to nothing, and Cranton is free from the magnet that was holding him down. Huh. Thank you? I look at Ara. I'm glad you remembered. Cade, this is Ara. I saved him uh, a number of years ago, and it looks like he's returning the favor. Yes, Everin, I do remember. But every second we dawdle makes it harder and harder for me to do that. Brother, get us out of these cages. As soon as I'm released, I'm going to start. I'm going to walk up to the door and start trying to bend the bars open. The thick metal bars of the cage give way like wet noodles under your strength, and you can just wrench open a hole big enough for you to slide through. After Cranston opens up the and second set of cages, and then the cages across from me where they are, I'm going to then open those as well. All right. Yep. So you can just both uh, doors are ripped off the hinges. So I'll kind of take the lead, and I'll say, all right, Ara, well, you look like you know what you're doing. Uh, lead on. Follow me. Do your best to stay inconspicuous. <laughs> and uh, Ara looks up at uh, Cranton and just sort of shakes his head, and he's like, I'm going to fucking die. I put my, <laughs> I put my hood up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone gets in our way, you hit him. Just put on your glasses. Like <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Real quick, while we're walking up the steps to Galavie's cell, I would like to use the spell Alter Self, and I would like to look like one of the dwarf prison guards. Okay. So if anybody asks, I can at least kind of pretend the role. 
Okay, you can do that. So you cast your spell. Does it require a save or anything, or is it just like... No, it just happens. Okay, so you now look like uh, one of the dwarves that you saw earlier. So Ara actually calls you, Lander, up beside him, and, and you two sort of side by side are leading the rest to the ship. It's pretty clear that the ship isn't on, like, high alert, and more than likely not everyone on the ship was in on what happened or even knew the entire plan, even if they were in on it. Uh, because you do pass some dwarves that kind of give you an odd look, but no one really seems to be upset or raise an alarm or cry out or attack you or anything like that. Um, so probably quicker than you would have thought possible, uh, you find yourself climbing up a ladder and onto the top of the deck. Uh, you're now on top of the long beard. The dark discovery is not far away from you. There is a control panel uh, that works the crane that brought you on board, and Ara will sort of push you that way and, and say, I'll work the crane. I'll get you off of the ship as fast as I can. And um, he sort of turns and looks up, and you follow his gaze, and you can see the airship that is just now coming into view. It's only moments away from landing, not far from where the Dark Discovery would be uh, berthed at this time. So I assume that you're pretty much hauling ass towards your ship. You're able to go down the first gangplank on, on your closer side. Uh, it barely has time to register that the large caves that the owlbear was in, as well as the two smaller cages with the eggs, are still there. So even though you saw dwarves coming onto your ship when you uh, disembarked earlier, it doesn't look like they actually did any work. Kate will head up, I guess, to the wheel. I'll um, go to one of the control sets for the sails. Okay, I'll check the cages to see if the eggs are still there. Right. The eggs are still inside. I'm going to throw them off of the ship. <laughs> Did you get your money? No, we didn't get paid. Oh, then no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You hear some noises coming from below deck uh, as if like things are being knocked over or pushed over. Um, there's definitely something or someone on your ship in the, the, the lower hold. I'm going to go down there to clear the deck. Okay. Or clear the levels. Okay, well, it now seems as if your absence has been noted, and you do hear almost like a klaxon as uh, the an alarm has been raised, and a number of dwarvish warriors start sort of rushing up on deck, and they, they basically divide into three groups. One is heading towards Ara, who is over by the control panel trying to maneuver the crane that will get you off of this ship, and then they split on either side as if they're going to come down onto your ship on both sides from the gangplanks. Uh, they're carrying weapons uh, like bucklers and javelins slash spears. So at this point, we're going to go ahead and move into initiative, and we'll do turn order from there. When they run up, I'd like to try to present myself as the dwarven prison guard. Okay. And first up is Everin. So I will shout to... Is Cranthon already below deck? No. Is... Okay. This, you guys, basically, y'all kind of spread out when you got on, on the deck. And then this is when this has happened. Okay. So I'm over by the cages. Yep. Okay. So I will quickly bark orders. Cade, just stay there. Do what you do. Lander, try to keep those dwarves off of Aura with your spells. Cranthon, stand in front of that door. Don't let anything come up. And I will move over to the gangplank and try to bottleneck the dwarves coming up and fight them one by one and hopefully just knock them off with my hits. 
Okay. So that they, they don't get past me. So are the, you going to manifest your weapon? Yes. So uh, as I take my position um, in front of the gangplank, waiting for them to, to come down, um, my left hand takes the, the shield off my back, uh, and I'll put that in front of me. My right hand kind of goes behind me, hiding it. What they can't see is that my arm kind of glows like a pale yellow as it it gets a little less translucent, more solid. And uh, in my hand forms a the same color short sword as my arm, and that becomes my weapon. Excellent. All right, Cade. Uh, yeah. Cade will pull up a short bow and start peppering him. Okay, are you shooting the ones coming towards your ship or the ones going towards Ara? Uh, I'm going to give Ara some cover. Okay, go ahead and roll me an attack roll. 15. 15 will hit. Uh, four points. Um, yeah, four points. All right, you kneecap one of them, one of the dwarves. He kind of uh, goes down, and that's one less that's going towards Ara. Cranton. I will look to my brother and say... The elves are within sight. Remember what Kara taught you. Do not use your spells. And then I will grab the gangplank and pull it onto the ship. Like, just at the same time I'm yelling to him. And then I'm going to turn and run towards the towards the stairs. Are you going to try to go downstairs? That to, go down below or are you that. just trying to, like, keep it locked so that they can't get up? No, I'm going to go down there and talk to them. So you're going to rip the gangplank right <laughs> off? <laughs> no, I just pick it up and pull it onto the ship. And then... What do you mean, rip it off? Oh, rip it's it off of the, their ship because the way it, the way that Michael set it up is we're kind of in like a a pool inside their ship, and the gangplanks came down. Theirs came down to us, not us going down to them. Now he's on about below decks on your ship. There, there's someone on your ship. Yeah, below no, decks. I know that. Are they our gangplanks? No, or theirs? Theirs. They're ours. Oh, now. okay. I'm over by the cages, so I'm also conveniently by a gangplank. So I'm just gonna Iron Man punch this thing and just shatter the gangplank, and it's going to fall down into the lagoon. And then I'm going to run over to the the entrance that goes down below deck. Strength would be... A lot. 15 plus whatever. Okay. My strength So, is. yeah, you just come down, your fist smashes right into the gangplank. It shatters to a million pieces. There's probably like eight dwarves that were rushing towards you as it your side just breaks off and they go sliding straight down into this lagoon-like lake thing. Basically, it's like a giant swimming pool on top of their ship, so they're out. There is another gangplank uh, that you can go towards. Okay. All right, and it is actually now their turn. So, actually, well, I'll say that you position yourself on that one. The far one. The far be one. closer to the, the door. Yes. So, they're coming up. So, the one in front is actually, he has a spear, and he's going to try to shank you with it. 13 versus armor class? Misses. Misses. All right. And a couple more kind of pile up behind him. You have bottlenecked them. They can probably jump like caddy cornered, but they weren't ready to yet. So on their next turn, they they possibly can. But it's not going to be easy for them. They're, you know, dwarves have stumpy little legs. So it's not going to be super easy, but there's a chance that you may get surrounded. Okay. All right. And then the dwarves are going to go towards Ara. They're moving closer. They're still not there yet. And... Uh, you see um, Ara work some controls, and the giant crane starts to move over your ship. Everin, I, I skipped you. Like a 15? Yeah, you were after, he was after you, I skipped you. So we will cut this so I was like, and wait, I'm not heat. supposed to go yet? Yeah. Okay, Lander. So Lander <laughs> comes up to the planks, looking like a dwarf, like one of the prison guards, 
and like tries to do a i guess a performance check okay to tell the dwarves uh he says don't come up here i've already spoken with captain longbeard they're taking they're taking the construct by sea and we're lowering the ship down so that they can take him away from there okay so back off so roll your i guess that would be like a charisma or performance if you have it, that. Uh, i'm not trained in performance so do I get I get my charisma bonus, just not my proficiency, correct? Correct. A seven. <laughs> <laughs> do I get advantage because I'm dressed or I'm altered as a dwarf? I, I'm gonna say no because they were basically sent here to fight. Okay. So I'm not giving you disadvantage. So it kind of out it evens out. Evens out. So I'm just gonna say that you do that, but you don't change your voice. You forget to kind of take on the dwarven voice, so you sound just like a seventeen-year-old human who's had his first hangover. Uh, it's like, hey man, just like <laughs> chill the fuck out or just something. Chill out, man. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we'll go back to what happened. They rush up. You've got them blocked, and and that will happen. I take it they don't believe me. No, they do not believe you. All right, so now we are back around to Everin. So you are a mano a mano with three of the dwarves. Okay. Mono, um, try mono. Well, I, I'm engaged with the one with the uh, the spear in front. So what I want to do is uh, is hopefully take the first guy out with a spear, um, and maybe push him back. Hopefully into at least the second guy and have them, you know, bump into each other enough to fall off the the gangplank. So uh, what I'll the third. If you roll with disadvantage, I'll let you basically attack like their feet or their legs and cause them to fall off if you successfully hit. Can I hero point this? Oh uh, yeah. Give me a hero point. I'll do that. So tell me what it looks like. Everin uses his shield to deflect the spear that came up at him, and uh, he will push it up with his left arm and uh, kind of crouch down. And he'll. it's kind of a surprise move because they didn't see the short sword behind him. So he'll take it and he'll use the flat of the blade, rather, to take the first guy off of his feet and let him fall. And the second guy's still coming right up on him. So as he falls backwards, he kind of stumbles into the guy's chest and knocks the two of them over. And because neither of them was really prepared for it, they kind of tumble over the uh, gangplank. Um, and again, I take my stance as I've got my sword, uh, my shield, and now my sword that the third dwarf can see in front. And he's uh, so he's probably about, I would imagine, 10 feet away but at this point. Okay. All right. Cade, you're up. Cade's going to take another shot at the dwarf charging Cranthon. Or I'm sorry, not Cranthon, uh, Aura. Okay. Oh, that's not going to hit. So your arrow goes a little bit off direction. Uh, it's close to a dwarf. He actually reaches out his hand and intentionally catches it on the buckler. Uh, he then rips it free, throws it down. He just gives you a very wicked smile as he then turns back towards Ara and hastens his pace toward uh, Ara, who's frantically trying to get the controls to get you guys out of here. Is there anything else you would like to do? Reload? Well, it's a bow. Yeah, you know what? I'll hide so they don't know where I am. I use my bonus action to kind of dive behind the well of the, not, yeah, one of the, 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 railings. the railings on the ship. Okay. Cranthon, you are making your way down the stairwells, which is kind of hard because you're big, but you navigate down and you get to the first of the holds and it looks like it's been ransacked. Obviously, the whole time you've been on, on deck, they've been going through your ship, but there's no one here. You hear people below you. You go down to the lowest level, which is where the ship's namesake is hidden. And there are three dwarves down there that are actively like 
sort of like tossing. They're clearly looking for something, even if they don't know what it is, but they know there should be something hidden. So Cranton just runs over to the dwarf that's the closest to the object, and he picks him up over his head and throws him into the other two dwarves. Okay, so yeah, you basically like a bowling pin. Uh, you make the seven ten split, and all three of them go down. The one that you actively threw doesn't appear to be moving anymore. The other two are sort of like moaning and groaning. These aren't, which I mean, all dwarves are tough, but these aren't warrior dwarves. Um, they're not necessarily as hardy as the others. Lander, back to you. So these dwarves are still running on the plank towards our ship, correct? The first two were knocked off by Erevin. There's a third one that's right there in front of you now, and there's a few more coming up behind, but there's only one actively right in front of you. Okay. So I want to cast a spell called Shatter, and I want to place the spell basically on the plank so that the edge of it incorporates a dwarf still on the plank but doesn't hit our ship. Okay. So... The plank and any dwarves in range need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. The plank is going to fail. It's, that's enough to destroy it. It's going to shatter and break off. Go ahead and roll your damage against the dwarf. 11 damage. What does it look like when this dwarf shatters? So basically a bolt of lightning comes down and shatters all of his armor and he's just left there singed. And then he falls. And then he fall. He like he like he's like standing there unconscious just for like half a second. And then he like slowly tips over off the plank and then falls into the water below. <laughs> nice. All right. So at this point, all the planks have been dealt with. There's no dwarves that can actively get to you, but they do have ranged weapons, which they will probably start using shortly. Uh, it is now their turn. Actually, I'll just have them do that now. They will take uh, one shot at each of you with the thrown spear. Yellow will be Everin, and black will be Lander. I got a natural one and a six. So you guys have two free spears. Good for you. <laughs> uh, the uh, the other dwarves have made it over to the control panel where R is at, and he is now trying to fight them off. So you notice that the crane that was right above you has stopped. It is not lowering down. It is now Ara's turn. That's what he's doing. Back to Everin. There's three dwarves over by Ara. I'm going to have to run over to one of those spears, pick it up, and attempt to throw it back to take one of those out. Okay. Hmm, that's probably not going to, that's going to be a nine. Okay, a nine is going to miss. You've just given your gift back to the dwarves. Cade. If you're attacking from a hidden position, do you have advantage on your attack roll? Yes. I'm going to do that. I'm going to attack from uh, my hidden position there, kind of behind that uh, gun rail. Maybe you're going to pop up like a, All right. like and you're in a gunfight, uh -huh. take a shot, and then duck mm -hmm. right now. Right. So I'm going to roll. That will crit. And I'm also sneak attacking since I'm hidden from a, a uh, I have advantage on my attack roll. That is correct. So is my sneak attack damage doubled also? Yes. And you can roll it if you want to to see what the number is, but you're going to kill the dwarf. With okay, that. well, that's fine. Yeah. So it'd be a neck shot. And then it will fall back over and falls into the artificial lagoon that your ship is in. And a bonus action to hide again. Cranthon, you're down in the hold. There's one dead dwarf and two wounded dazed dwarves. I'm just going to go up to the two of them that are laying there and pick them up by their necks and start squeezing. Okay. <laughs> There's two more dead dwarves in the holds. Lander. So so <laughs> where, where are their dwarves at now that are still attacking? Uh, there's quite a few dwarves 
that are sort of lining up along the sides of this artificial pond thing that your uh, your ship is in, and they seem to be getting ready to start firing uh, heavier munitions at you, like heavy crossbows. Uh, but more immediately, there are still several dwarves that are heading towards Ara, and if he's not able to work the crane, then all of this is for naught. I'll uh, I'll send a firebolt towards one of the ones that are attacking Ara. Okay. Because fuck what Cranton says. I don't know what he said. What he said. A twelve. Twelve Two. is going to hit. Is it okay? Yep. Ten damage. What does it look like when you take one out? He just a fiery bolt emits from my hand, and it just goes flaming towards the guy, and he just gets encased in fire. And he's like, oh my god, I'm on fire! And he runs around and falls down while he's still burning. He'll he'll jump into the water. And he jumps into the water, but he's still on fire. All right, there's only one dwarf left. He is fighting Ara. Everin, you're up. Everin doesn't like the fact that he missed with his spear, uh, so he'll do what he seldom does, and he will cast a spell. And he will simply hold out his real hand, the his left hand, and he will kind of outstretch his fingers. And uh, no, not not jazz fingers, uh, but just keep them straight out. And he will launch magic missile at the remaining dwarf and uh, send all three uh, darts, force darts, into his back. Roll it. That's probably going to kill the dwarf, but just to make sure. Because you could roll three ones. I could. And the way (laughs) I've been been rolling tonight, yeah, I've had one roll in double digits. Uh, Let's see. Five, nine. That's max damage on two. Uh, so 14. 14 damage. Oh, yeah, definitely enough. So, yeah. God. The three darts hit that one. He falls down. I'll signal to Aro, just hold up my hand, like, thank you. So Aro returns your wave with a bit of a grimace. It looks like he may have taken a stick from one of the dwarves before uh, they were all taken down. Uh, he starts to fumble at the controls, and the heavy crane kind of sweeps across and actually... Uh, kind of scatters the dwarves that were on one side of the lagoon uh, getting ready to fire on you. They have to duck out of the way. Uh, it it comes down and actually crashes on your ship very hard, much, much harder than it should, and actually damages some of uh, the railing. Uh, it quickly latches underneath and starts to pick you up. But before you're even clear, he starts to move it again. So your your ship actually sort of bangs against the side of this lagoon and you do your ship knocks over all the dwarves that were on that side as you are sort of screechingly moved across the top, a couple bumps, and then you are out over water and uh, you start to get lowered down. And you can see that there are more dwarves that are rushing at Ara. They're going to be there any second. So he just goes ahead, he hits the big button, and the claw releases well before you are actually down to water level. So there's a moment where you're just in free fall, and then your ship lands, and it lands hard, and it actually goes down underwater for a second to the point where the water is actually about level with the deck, and then it pops back up, and water sweeps over the deck, and everyone on deck needs to roll a dexterity check. Well, at least I won't be swabbing the deck for a week. We'll just transfer that to the hold that's full of dark blood. <laughs> I got 13. 12. 9? All right. 12 or higher succeeds. Basically, all you do is you, you fall down. You're going to get swept up against the railing and you know basically bump your head against it. Uh, so you will take 6 points of damage. Okay. Hi, so you kind of get a bump on the head. Okay, so 
everyone is sort of scattered for just a moment. Even those of you who pass, you're still disoriented for a moment. And you are somewhat surprised, but not completely, that your ship is already beginning to move away from the Longbeard. And this is something that you've experienced before. Your ship isn't like sentient or anything like that, but but sometimes things just seem to happen on the ship that don't really uh, have an explanation. And like in this example, well before anyone could get to the sails and actually do anything, they unfurl. And the, the, the captain's wheel is not steering, but it's aiming you in pretty much the proper direction to get away. So within moments, you are already speeding away from the long beard, but you're also moving deeper into the storm. Uh, before you have a chance to really catch your breath, uh, the airship that was about to land on the long beard just sort of almost like a dive bomb. Uh, it misses the long beard and it skims along the, the water where it, it, the bottom of it is just touching the waves uh, to kind of gain some speed and then it picks back up. And then with just within a few seconds, it's directly above you. And then that's when you see this metal object, this human figure jump from the undercarriage and is rocketing towards your ship. And this is another mage hound. It lands squarely on the deck of your ship. And with its weight, it actually crashes through the first level, continues on down. You hear it crash through that level. It continues on down and it lands on the third level with a crack, but it doesn't break all the way through. And Cranthon, you turn to see a mage hound that looks exactly like you, sort of standing up from almost like a half crouch, almost like Terminator style, and it's ready to attack. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at The RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening, and as always, 
If you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>